Thank you, Brad. Bienvenue à tu à trois hommes et le bébés. Trois papas, trois scénarios très différents. Ici avec Adam et Benny. Salut les gars. Hey boys. Bonjour V. <laughs> Salut. I've got um, déjà vu from last week. Oh, that's a French word. Déjà vu. I've got a bit of déjà vu from last week. Controversial. Yeah, we did have to. Uh, yes, yeah. The show. Just before the power cut, I, w- I was expecting everything to go black again, with with you announcing that 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 French curse at me. But uh, no. <laughs> No, everything's still lit. Going, there's no burger alarms going off. I don't have to like rush out and get candles and a lighter from somewhere. Looks great. For those who don't know, uh, Lincoln is run by a series of hamsters and wheels powering everything. Shh, that's the secret. (laughs) You're not allowed to let it out, Benny. Lincoln Cathedral's (laughs) just full of them. It is. It's literally to the tip of the spire. Like, you, when you go in to Lincoln Cathedral, you're not actually going into the proper cathedral. It's just mm. a big anteroom. And then the actual cathedral space is just full of hamsters. <laughs> just imagine, like, um, hamsters like, dressed up in papal gear. Oh, and yeah. Then there's a, gear, uh, you know. There's a priest hamster kicking a bishop ham- hamster up the arse. Yeah. You know, the, the, the usual Catholic very thing. Very nervous looking choir boy hamsters. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We all got there quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we had the. But yeah, you should hear it on a Sunday morning, though. The, the squeaking <laughs> over the quiet rooftops of Lincoln. It, it's a sight to behold. With your ears, obviously. Not with your eyes. That'd be weird. We opened with the French as Adam did a little day trip out to to France to a, oh. a French Christmas market. Um, we've not really asked him how it was. How was it, mate? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, on the way there, strangely enough, because I haven't flown for a, like a, two, three years, I was actually quite nervous taking off because it's a budget flight. So it's quite a tiny plane. And the seats are quite tiny, and you feel like, yeah, I am actually only an inch away from like plummeting several thousand feet <laughs> to my death. And I had window seats on both ways, which, as someone who's scared of heights, that that's not necessarily the best idea. But yeah, th- apart from that, that slight nervousness just as we were taken off, actually, it was a really lovely time. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. We went to uh, Nantes or Nantes, as it's actually pronounced. They had a wonderful Christmas market there. They had, like, two. They had, like, a traditional Christmas market with, like, overpriced cheese and mulled wine. (laughs) But it it had, like, a nice French twist. So they also had uh, raclette and tartare fraiche. Is it tartare fraiche or tartare Sorry. Which are, like, Swiss dishes. Amazing. A meal, like, Christmas street food that is just 90% melted cheese over yes. potatoes and uh, hot meat. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but they had a second market, which was like local craft type of thing. So local artists and crafters all getting together and selling their wares. And yeah, that that was really good. Uh, and then the next day after that, we did a bit of sightseeing. So we went to this gorgeous French castle or chateau. As it is called. Fucking Del Boy uh, over it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We also went to this, in Nantes, there's this uh, island in the river. And on there is this park with, I'll I'll have to Google the name because I'm I'm sure I butcher it. But it's basically like a museum of mechanical animals. And you could pay to go in, and they these artists have made these animals that can move around, you can ride on them. There's like this three-story carousel outside that's all based on the different levels of the ocean. So you've got like fish at the top, and at the bottom you've got like anglerfish, you've got squids that you can ride around, and the pièce de résistance of it is a <laughs> 40-foot tall mechanical elephant that walks around and you can ride on it. It's like Howl's Moving Castle, but an elephant. I, it it was so good. 
It was so, so good. And they have this other thing called the Green Line, which is literally a green line painted throughout the city on the floor and on railings, that type of thing. And you follow it around and it takes you to different art installations that they've got. So art installations outside and in different venues and just different cultural things. I've spent most of the time on the second day like following that and just looking at stuff. And there's so much street art out there. I was just blown away with how amazing a little place it is that I've never really heard of or considered uh, visiting before and just go there and just I'm, blown I'm, away with the, the cultural side of things. It was brilliant. I'm happy that you said that this uh, thin green line takes you all the way to like, the cultural stuff because I was worried it would take you to the electric chair. That's what I've uh, been taught that green lines lead you towards. No, no, this this is the French green line, so it's a bit different. Okay. I don't know what they have that takes you to guillotine, the, the guillotine. No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I don't know what they have that takes you there. Uh, a thin blue line to represent the blue blood of the monarchy and the aristocracy, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? But yeah, it was a brilliant time. Apart from, obviously, while we're there, Boris, the little twat that he is, <laughs> announces that, oh, for people coming home to, or coming into the UK, I have to do this now, like, a £100 test that you have to buy. Okay, see you later, guys. No more questions. No more questions. No date or anything. And so I Off spent part of the evening panicking like before we flew, that we're going to have to do this test and what have you. But no, no, thankfully it was just a couple of days afterwards. But then I did get pinged by the good old NHS Ah. track and trace because someone obviously on a flight had tested positive. Luckily, me and my travel partner uh, didn't. We we went out and we got the PCR test and everything. We tested clear, but uh, it was a a bit of a faff. But I've definitely got the travel bug now. As you know, I'm, I'm looking to go to Berlin in February. That's all still booked in, if Germany oh. is still open in a few months. But also, I've also booked a, like, 20... No, £20 return flight to uh, Bologna in Italy oh. in January. So th- this is why I might not be able to make our January meetup, because I just might not be able to afford it. Because uh, the the flight agency had like five pound flights for Black Friday, so I thought, yep, I'll go for that. And so again, pretty much uh, go on one day, come back the next, forty pound Airbnb, and we get to go to Italy, which I've never been to before. So I'm looking forward to mm. that as well. If Italy is still open and I can travel, I hope but, so. Yeah, it's that... um, it doesn't look good at the moment, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll be okay. It sounds okay. like a load of baloney to me. Oh, my God. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. But luckily, luckily now <laughs> you've booked the flight, you'll still be able to... They will at least honour them, and you can just move them around, can't you? So you have, yeah, you have them, them there. Or they, they do the free cancellations for yes. COVID, for the, the uh, accommodation booking that we've done, and literally £20 for a flight. I'm, I'm not. It's not going to break the bank necessarily to have to cancel that. The big thing is Berlin. I don't want that to be cancelled because uh, you know I, it's my fortieth. It's a big thing for me. I want. I want to do something special for it, and I don't want the idea of that being cancelled. But if it does, it's for the right reasons. So no, that's fair. Just have to lump it. I'm glad you had a good time because I went to a Christmas market in Lille, in France, about. In one of my previous lives, I'll just say that. It was a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking awful. So I was thinking <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I really I was just I just kept thinking, I really hope, I really hope it's not like that. Because I think it was sold as a, a Christmas market, so people would then do the oh we'll go over there. And we did the same, did a day trip. We'll go over, have a look yeah. around, it'll be lovely, see some of the sights and yeah, it was not good. We did not have a good time. So I'm glad you had a good time though. That is, oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a combination of the company and the the weather and actually not having been away or doing anything for like two years nearly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, and just we'll actually going, oh my God, this is something different and I'm just enjoying myself. And yeah. don't have to like worry about work or home or just being sat in the same four walls again. It was it was a culmination of all of that type of stuff, which I think is partly where that kind of travel bug thing has come from. Because I got back home and was like, "Ah, oh, shit! It's going to take ages <laughs> now until I get, can go to Germany. What else can I do?" <laughs> so, 
So yeah, you know that I. How, how was? I'm not exactly on. one of those people who I like being at home. I don't enjoy going on holiday. I do enjoy going yeah. on a holiday, but if I had the choice, I'd rather just stay at home and chill and play video games. That's just me. But I do appreciate. So when I go to places or I do get to see things or I've done things. I do get that feeling of, you know what, I'm really glad I did that. I enjoyed it. It's just getting me to those places. And I say to Sarah all the time, Mm -hmm. you need to just book stuff, not tell me, and then tell me two days before and say, oh, just so you know, we're off to Rome in a couple of days. Because (laughs) I might get the hump a little bit, but I'm also too lazy to then do anything about it. And I'll just end up going, (laughs) yeah, all right, whatever. Who cares? All right. And it's too late to do anything about the weather. I'm not bothered now. It's fine. So... I always say that to her. Just, just book stuff, and I'll just go. I'll just turn up. It's fine. Yeah, but I, yeah, I appreciate it. It is nice to see different things and do diff- and see other places and how other people live and stuff. And that kind of, it's like that kind of Mediterranean kind of village life where it's like lots of markets and fresh food, and there is something really lovely yeah. about that. Yeah, but for me, it was it was just little things, like little cultural things, like the the prevalence of street art and graffiti, mm. which I really love. Uh, the prevalence of like very artistically designed billboard posters that people like fly posted everywhere, advertising like local events and concerts and things like that. Window displays just being really nice. <laughs> and it not just being like the works having like a couple of sad sun faded uh, old weird board games in the window <laughs> and the constant like oh closing down sale sign that just seems prevalent <laughs> everywhere on the UK high street it was yep. it was just nice to be somewhere that felt different enough that i could appreciate those differences and enjoy them but also similar enough where it wasn't too much of a culture shock like I, I can understand that alphabet. I may not be able to read a lot of the words, but I can understand the occasional one, and I know what the letters are. Then, say, going somewhere where it's like Cyr- Cyrillic alphabet or, uh, you know, like Chinese alphabet, that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that that was a really nice thing. And it, it does surprise me that we don't do things like that, that we don't have that kind of more artistic expression where we can have just nicely designed stuff in windows and window displays because it just would draw you in rather than us just having tat in windows or just signs those horrible plastic signs everywhere advertising their latest discounts you're right i think i think the uk like retail could learn a lot from that about making the stores a much more mm. attractive place to go into. Message Sarah and tell her. Give her your ideas. Like <laughs> <Thanks>, Sarah. <laughs> you know what your shop shit? Listen, right? Here's why. <laughs> her shop doesn't even come have to shake windows, it out French though. style. That is true. And she's and it's <laughs> like wildly none su- of those and it's wildly none successful. None of them that I've been in ever have them. Yeah, it's, yeah that's true. Well, it's cuz it's like casino, casino principles. Yeah, it you is. go in <laughs> and you just don't know how much time you're spending in there. Yeah, it's true. You don't know how much time you Three how, days have passed. Yeah, and you've spent all your money somehow on four tents that you don't even need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ironic actually that you uh, you spent you're going to go outdoors and you spend 8 hours inside. That's where... <laughs> That's very true. Actually, do you know what Sarah's store they're actually they're actually got a an outdoor area now and it's going to be a tent Ooh. field and they will display all the tents outside and how they can handle all the conditions it's just been refurbished i think two days ago uh-huh. are some so, of those conditions like how many homeless people can sneak over the fence and spend all night in those yeah, tents or youtubers by any chance? <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome i might try that that'd be so funny <laughs> i don't know that 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 just sounds a bit harsh that's like what we could do is actually donate tents to homeless people and then have them write reports for us and we'll pay them for those reports as a little job and they've got a brand new tent and they can say, look, I'm actually living in this tent full time and it's really warm and cosy. It's kept all of my belongings dry and secure while I've been out doing the stuff that I do during the daytime. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I would buy a tramp certified tent. <laughs> 
The tramp seal of approval. Yeah, it's got the, the, the tramp stamp on it. <laughs> yeah, and it has to be a tattoo near the bottom. That's yeah. the tramp stamp. As a man who has a tramp stamp, I can make those jokes, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I don't know if you listened to last week's Shardom, but Benny said he I has did. news for us. Oh yeah, oh, I, I actually forgot that I said I had news. Yes, yeah. so I've got. And news. apparently, saved it's it. not. It's not baby. Re- it's not baby related. It's not like oh. um, anything podcast related. It's, it's more personal. It's me and Blossom related more than anything. Um, preparations have begun for Operation Lid Wedding. Yeah. We're in the very early stages. Good stuff. Like we're actually starting to look at places. Let's go. Nice. Let's go. Very good. So that's the announcement. I wanted, for, I wanted uh, Adam to come back to be able to hear that. So, oh, I appreciate that, go. dude. I, I would have that's heard right. it like walking around later, late at night, pondering <laughs> what type of chicken breast to buy. Like that's, that's that was my listening experience for the uh, the last episode, which I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed. Good. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's nice to hear you guys talking without me interrupting you constantly. <laughs> yeah, we said that after we got off the air. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh, wait, no, I, I know you did. You forgot to stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great, mate. That's so, so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That is really good. Have you got? A, have you so, got a, so, a date kind of further ahead in mind, uh, or like an idea of question? Where? Right. I mean, it's, probably gonna, it's probably going to at the very earliest. It's probably going to be the year after next. I don't think we get anything sorted next yeah, year, yeah. so it's probably going to be at the very earliest, twenty twenty three, possibly more than that. But okay. Um. Uh, where I used to work um, when I met Blossom back in 2017, uh, that was a wedding venue, and I used to the the last now who is the um, conference and events manager um, was my replacement when I uh, left there for like um, the super like the supervisor job. So she replaced me, and now she's skyrocketed to this high position in the business. And as soon as I, I, I can't remember what, what it was. Like me and Blossom were out somewhere, and then I said to her, "Once we get, you know, we've got a couple of things left we need to do on the house." And then I thought, "Once we get all them, we should probably start looking at um, wedding stuff." And then her, her eyes lit up. I was like, "Fucking finally, Benny!" And then um, I was like, "I've got some contacts. I'm going to start uh, start messaging people, get some viewings booked in, uh, get some brochures. We, we're good oh, to go, definitely." And get get to those wedding fairs. Find out when they're being organised. Wedding fairs were the, the most fun part of the wedding planning for me. I was going to them all, loads of places having cakes that you can sample, like getting loads of stickers and pens from loads of different agencies. Ah, they were It was great. That was the best part of the wedding. <laughs> Free cake? Yes, please. <laughs> there is the best part of the wedding. I, I've told you, I don't, I've not told it on here, but I've told you guys, but I didn't get involved at all because... Yeah. My my input into any event can only make it way worse. And it's meant to be the best day of Sarah's <laughs> life. And I just thought, well, for me to really, really show her how much I love her, I have to just not get involved in anything and just let her plan everything because I'll just ruin it if I do. So I just stayed I just stayed the hell out of everything. And her Sarah and her mum and her sisters went to all the wedding fairs and stuff. And she'd come back and go, I've got these vases. And I was like, okay, then. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Great. Good for you. I'm happy. I'm happy you're happy. I now, Benny, I I trust you'll be wearing a bright pink suit for on the day. Uh, well, I, I, the the the, um, the plan was always for you lot to wear the bright suits. They can like the Dumb and Dumber oh, style. Yes, suits. we said that. I'm didn't being we? I'm being professional. I, I've got a I've the, the only part of my I was going to say costume. The only part of my costume I've got costume. Um, sorted out for the the wedding is um, ages ago. I bought like um, a tie and um, pocket square set, which is like burgundy with dinosaurs on. And me and Blossom agreed when I bought it, that's going to be what I wear to the wedding. So you've already got like a little hint into probably what the colour scheme is going to be. It's going to be a lot of burgundy on, on show, I reckon. Nice. And maybe a lot of dinosaurs. We don't know. I might have to invite like a real life dinosaur to come to the wedding. Yeah, one of those like Japanese dudes who wear those sort of fully animatronic dinosaur suits and then scare yeah. people <laughs> in offices. That'd be really cool, actually. Or one of those like British council estate dudes who wear that in- usual inflatable T Rex costume that you see everywhere on stag weekends, yeah, because they're yeah. so funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay, right. So um, that means that's, that's my that's my stag ruined. Thanks. There'll be at least four or five. oh yeah, oh my god, I forgot about that. Your stag, what are we do, oh, dude? We have to go away. Weekend. We have to go away. Yeah, 
but properly away somewhere. Yeah. Not just to... I if you know. can make it like 2023, that'd be great. I'll, I'll start <laughs> saving now. <laughs> no, but, you're, yeah, but you've now got the inside track on like £17.50 plane tickets to like India and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. Definitely. You can hook us up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know where it's at, dude. Oh, yeah, Benny. We have to go away somewhere. Yeah. How about a castle? Can we get a oh, castle? I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get... I'm sure the best. I'm sure best man will be able to figure something out. Yeah. If I ever decide to ask him to be my best man. Uh, yeah. Are we allowed to speculate? Do we know who it's going to be? Because um, I assume. I... I mean, it's. Oh, oh. Don't assume. Don't assume anything. Oh, okay. You guys are invited. That's good enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not assuming it's one of us. I know it's not one of us. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were. <laughs> no. no. Why would I think it's one of us? You've known us for like five years. It's, no, why would it be one of us? That's so, <laughs> I can't believe you thought I thought Bl- that. <laughs> no. Blossom thinks it should be one of you lot. Yeah, but that's only because Blossom's known us. Like, exactly, for yeah. less amount of time. And because, exactly. and because Adam, we make more of an effort with his kid. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything else. That's all I'm, saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that's not, true. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, dude, this would be great. Right, yeah. So we we so yes, us lads have to get pink suits for the wedding. Then that's fine. Yes, we can manage yeah. that. Oh god, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys have ostracised like, off in the corner after, after I, I um, after after the podcast last week. I um started making a spreadsheet of like um wedding guests and everything like that. Like I'm, I'm like getting like trying to get as organised as I possibly can do without going too far. Yeah, um, and two things happened with that. One, there is a lid table, like oh, as, as promised. Yes, like, yes. Um, that some of my um, other friends are going to be on the lid table with you, but there is yep. a lid table. You all will be together. Oh, uh, the other thing we have is the, Blossom... uh, the guys we went out for a meal with before, because they were. Oh yeah, they're, 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 they're on there. Oh yeah, yeah, they're on there. They're on there. Good, good, good. Matt and Sally. Yep. Um, so yeah, th- there is a lid table, and then I showed Blossom like the preliminary like. These are the people that I'm, I'm thinking that you want to invite, and then um, I was told, "No, that's all wrong. Delete it. And start again." So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's probably best that I don't have any input either. I'll just turn up, make sure to get my lines right, and then uh, we'll go from there. Make sure to remember how to dance for the first dance part. Maybe have a couple of drinks and then fall asleep on the marital bed. Wow! Get Blossom to change her surname, Blossom Benny. Yeah, of course, yeah Blossom make her Benny. become your ex-girlfriend. Basically, exactly, yeah. and then wife, oh. or ex fiance, ex fiance, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! That's so cool. Oh, dude, wedding. Spe- speaking of my speaking of, speaking of my fiance, um, I did something for her, um, yeah, just yesterday actually, which uh, I was sort of I, I I am proud of that when I tell the story, it's going to make me seem. Like uh, the headline to the story is going to make me seem like a dick, and I feel like really bad about saying it out loud. So, okay. um, obviously, obviously, this is our first Christmas with the Freya, with a baby. Our first Christmas, like as a family, um, and we decided because there was like an offer on that we would get like um, the cards off the the Moonpig website where you put your own photos in. Like we've sent you like Moonpig cards before, and basically, like you could get them for like half price. So it was like okay. We'll do um, our cards to each other, and to and like the family card cards for the family. So it's got like a picture of us that we can give to them. Um, to get the offer, we also decided to make each other cards from Freya. Um, funnily enough, like the designs that we used were almost identical, which probably speaks to uh, mine and Me- mine and Blossom's uh, relationship. Is that we're very similar in the way that we decided to pick things. Um, they were both like Disney related. Mine had like Dumbo on the front, and a picture of me and Freya, and it said like "Love you, Daddy" on our first Christmas. Uh, Thank you for being the best daddy ever. Blah 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 blah. Very lovely stuff. Um, I did the same thing for Blossom. Um, it had a picture of Bambi on the front. Uh, same design, and everything. Picture of uh, Freya and Blossom on the front, and then Blossom starts reading the card out loud, and suddenly she just starts bursting into tears. I was like, "Oh God, I've made my fiance cry." On our first Christmas together, and I said to her, "What do you cry for?" I said, "What? What's the what's the cry about?" And she said, "She said to me, um, I don't. I never thought I'd have a Christmas card from a baby." And I was like, "Ah, that's cute." Ah, is it? <laughs> so I feel bad for doing that to you, but if you're if as long as as long as you're happy, then that's the best thing. But yeah, I made my fiance cry. Yeah, but having we said before, card. having kids brings it out of you. It, it's all the time. Yeah, yeah. How many times? Georgia makes me cry all the time. 
for um, for no reason, <laughs> just being nice, just saying nice things, or and yeah. I'm just like one of the most oh. miserable twats on the planet. But Jesus Christ, my girl just <laughs> she just gets to me, dude. She gets me right in the feels every time, and that's well, what being a I, parent is. I nearly did cry yesterday with something Daisy told me. She she got upset after bath time, and as, as I was drying her off, I said, "What what what's the matter?" Now bear in mind. Daisy, that day, had had her Christmas disco. She's recently gotten into Harry Potter, and her mum had ordered her this golden snitch top. And she was really looking forward to it, but it didn't arrive in time. So she went in wearing this other top that she really likes, a Peppa Pig one. It's got, like, rainbows and stuff on it. It's a really cute top. And she went in for her, like, Christmas disco all day. They got to wear, like, non-uniform and in that. And she told me afterwards that all of the kids in her class had said she was a baby because she was wearing Peppa Pig and she just didn't understand. Aww. And it broke my fucking Aww. heart. Oh, you know, like in worst. that cartoon of the Grinch where it, it, it shows his heart like growing? It was the opposite. You play that backwards, my <laughs> heart shrank. I was that disappointed in kids. And it, it is, she's only six. It's her first year of uh, proper primary. And she is just now realising how shit school can be <laughs> and how shit other people can be. Yeah, how shit, illusions how shit kids can yeah. be. They're fucking evil, Daisy. And, They're evil! <laughs> and so I did the proper dad thing where I said, look, you can wear what you want because it doesn't matter what other people think. If you enjoy something, even if other people take the mick out of you, sod them because you're still enjoying it. But then I also said to her, but if you also want to change what you wear to fit in that's also fine because that's what you want to do and maybe we have a think about other things to wear because maybe Peppa Pig is a bit too young for you now because as much as I want her to be able to express herself I don't want her to be ostracized and be the weirdo <laughs> that just wears whatever she wants and gets bullied all the time because she's wearing stupid stuff that that does sound like a very thin line to tread it's a very delicate line and Bear in mind, she was wailing at this point because she was just so upset with how people were. And it's like, it's okay, it's okay. P- people can be horrible, but they're, they're not meaning it to hurt you. They really are. I'm sorry, Daisy, <laughs> but they are. That's why they're saying it. <laughs> but yeah, she, it, it, I, I had to hold the tears back. I had to like sniff them back into my tear ducts because it was just heartbreaking seeing her make that realization. But yeah, people can be dicks. It's a real <sighs> tricky balancing act because when you're young, there is part of it where you have to fit in because, like mm-hmm. you said, you just become the weirdo who wears the weird clothes. And I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's with a kids have to kind of kids feel like they need to kind of follow normalcy to get friends or something. Or I don't know. Or if it's kind of a herd mentality where okay, if I wear the kind of same things as everyone else. At least yeah. I'll be kind of in with the pack. And we've probably so all been... tribalism, yeah. it's called. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, tribalism. It is like a tribalism scenario. But by the same token, there is something about when you're older, if you're kind of a... Not a free spirit, but more kind of happy to kind of follow the beat of your own drum and all that kind of thing, people respect you for that. And people will say, yes. oh, you know what? Good for you. Good for you for not following the same path as everyone else. You took a ch- And those are the people who succeed in life. They took a chance on something or somebody said to them, this yeah. is stupid. This is never going to work. Yet they think, no, no, but I think I've got something here. And then they go and do it. Whereas nobody else would because that's not what so-called normal people would do. But at yeah. school, that never flies. It's like saying to your... Oh, no. I was the same at, no. I was the same at high school. At I'm like that now. I just wear whatever I want. I don't care. But at high school, I was saying to my mum, oh, I have to have these clothes because if you don't, <laughs> I, it won't, my, my life won't be worth living. I have to have these clothes yeah. because I have to fit in. I didn't. It wouldn't have worked for me to go up to the fucking hardest lad in the school and say, well, my friend, I'm actually following my own path. So there. You, <laughs> exactly. You would have just flushed my head down the toilet like, you fucking dick. <laughs> Follow this path, dickhead. And that would have been it. Yeah. Like you got no choice. And it's so horrible. It's so horrible. It is. It is. She she soon got out of it. You know, she she managed to calm herself down, and we we 
talked about stuff and, you know, about how to feel about these things. But always in the back of my head was, yeah, I, I can kind of see their point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and, and that's horrible. But also, it's, I want to protect my daughter. I don't want her to be ostracized. I don't want her to be that odd one out for that very reason. Yeah. Because prim- primary school and secondary school in the UK, I'm assuming elsewhere, are just horrible experiences if you're not part of the tribe. So be part of the tribe, but secretly, deep down, you know, when you get home, if you want to do your hair up in dreadlocks and wear tie-dye t-shirts and not bathe, that's your decision. But I'm sorry, at school, you're wearing the best stuff I can afford. If I can afford the full three stripes for your trainers, great. But if not, you're getting two or four. <laughs> that... But you certainly not go into school in flip flops or and like you know a, a sari or whatever whatever weird shit you want to wear because you're too much of a free spirit. No, you're right. It's that it is horrible because it is that first the first realization sometimes that kids have that people suck and they can be fucking yep. dicks and sometimes yep. because their knowledge of people being mean or annoying or something. It's probably just their parents telling them off and not doing something. That's all they know. But you're trying to do that from a good place. And you say to them, yeah, but the reason I shouted was because of this. And you explain it to yeah. them. And they can kind of understand it. But when you get to high school, and I'm having this conversation with Georgia now because she's going to go to high school next year. Sorry, the year after, sorry. I'm having this conversation with her now that sometimes, Georgia, some kids are just little shits and just yeah. enjoy <laughs> making people upset and miserable. <laughs> and you've just yeah. got to... I don't know how you battle through it. I don't know how any of us or any kids we know ever, anybody even listening to this, anybody who's ever lived, how did you survive high school? How? (laughs) It's insane. How did we get through it and not come out the other end so, so messed up? I know we're all messed up in our own ways, but Jesus Christ. Like like you said, I mean, there must have been kids who would just wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats thinking about, oh my God, I've got to go yeah. to school tomorrow and I'm just going to mm-hmm. get the fucking shit ripped out of me all day. And it was that for oh, years. Yeah. I was oh, one of them. God, so that that's yeah. why I'm very much like, no, I want you to be as cool and as adjusted as possible. And it's it's a softer place now, I think, secondary schools are. That's true. That From my experience with what, what I see with Sophie and Daniel going through it, like Sophie is very much like, she does march the beat of her own drum. She doesn't like dress like free spirit, but her ideas, the people she hangs out with, her approaches to, you know, people of different genders or sexualities and that type of thing. It's really open and accepting. And and I think that's represented wider in the school as well. So maybe she's just mixing with the right crowd and the, the wrong crowd are just kind of pushed out because it's, uh, I hate to say the word like exclusive, but you have to go through certain like uh, tests to be able to get a place there. Yeah, yeah. If she was in a standard school, then maybe it would be a different story. But Just say it. She is at now. Just say it, you fucking elitist. A school for the poor. That's what you were going to say, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went to the same type of school I went to. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. But your kids should level up beyond what you went through. And I think I have done that with the older exactly, two. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We've said uh, it before. But also, speaking about people marching to beat of their own drum, I, I messaged you guys recently and said, something has happened that oh, I yes. cannot believe. Okay. They, this... It, <laughs> the, the segue, using the phrase marching to the beat of your own drum, just relates so perfectly to it. I went to pick uh, Sophie and Daniel up from their mums the other day, uh, and I hadn't seen them in, like, two weeks, which is standard. And so when they are that age and they are growing and, you know, they're becoming, like, proper pubescent teenagers, uh, you do notice differences. And I said to Sophie, oh, you look like you've actually lost some weight. She's had a haircut quite short and... She was, she was looking really good. Not that she didn't look that way before, but it was like, oh, you're looking like well. 
And she said, oh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been walking home from school like every day for the past few weeks. And her school's like a mile or two away. It's not a, a huge difference, but it does make a difference for her just hopping on the bus. And I said, oh, that's great. What is there anything that's uh, helping you do that then? Like, are you listening to podcasts? Ahem, ahem, on the way. And she was like, no, I'm listening to Spotify. And <laughs> she, she's she been listening to a particular song. And as we were dri- as was driving home in a car, she went, can, can, how do you find out the history of a song? And I asked why. And she said, well, there's huh. a song I've been listening oh, to no. that's really helping me walk. Like, it's really helping me walk along. <laughs> and I said, well, just, like, Google it. If you know the name of it from Spotify, just Google it, and you'll probably find, like, a Wikipedia article or something. Place your bets, yeah. folks. Place your bets. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. And she played it for me. I was like, I'm sure I know that from, like, a video game, like Call of Duty or Battlefield or something like that. And I went, hang on. <laughs> They're singing in German. <laughs> and she went, yeah. It's a German marching song. And I said, oh okay, my God. I'll look on the Wikipedia article for it. And the song's called Erica. And it's it's a song you will probably recognise if you play like World War II video games or an interest in like World War II history. And it's an army marching song from the German army in the 1930s. My daughter no. had found that she could walk home from school a lot quicker and easier if she was listening to Nazi marching songs <laughs> all the way. <laughs> now, I've got to ask, how was she walking home? Were her legs maybe going quite high by any chance as she was walking home? Was she waving at her friends, that. but only with a very straight hand by any chance? <laughs> I could not believe it. Oh I'm, I'm in tears now just laughing at it because <laughs> she's playing it and just going, but it's a really nice song. And like she's reading through the lyrics and going, look, they're talking about flowers and stuff. And I was like, do I need to pull over and go through the history of World War II and like Germany leading up to the invasion of Poland? What, what is going on? Why are you listening to it? She's like, I just got it off TikTok. Because she spent a lot of time on TikTok. And I was like, okay, have a look on TikTok for one of those songs. And the first thing she picks up, those people like taking a mick out swastikas stickers and doing the goose oh. marching. And I was like, see, it, it, it is a Nazi marching song. And oh my just God. Like, but I like it. And I'm like, right, right, right. <laughs> you can like it. Don't tell your friends. Or anything like that. Don't let anyone see or hear this song that you're playing. But as long as you're separating the art from the artist, that's fine. Because it is just a song. It's not like she's walking around while they're saying, like, kill all the minorities in German. (laughs) Or like she's listening to the audiobook version of Mein Kampf, narrated by the author. (laughs) It's just oh, a song. God. But I did send her a link to a British marching band <laughs> like album on Spotify later that day. Said, May- maybe give these a go, just in case anyone overhears. Listen. But her brother, for days afterwards, was just taking a mick out of her, especially because he's currently learning German at school. He just kept like, <laughs> speaking German to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent, brother. Wind up stuff. That's excellent oh, work from Daniel. Amazing Great work from that the lad. That's so funny. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's a really good song. It is really catchy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess it gets people in the mood to do stuff, doesn't it? I mean, tremendously yeah. horrific all, stuff, but it gets all the them way in the to mood. Poland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she didn't by any chance walk home, bypass her house, and go straight to Poland, did she? <laughs> I'm marching home, Daddy. Don't say marching, just say walking. <laughs> just say walking. 
Oh dearie Just me. From, from a pure from a pure musical perspective, I'd much rather she listen to this German marching song than like the the theme tune from Dad's Army, like walking to work. Like this is much this is much superior. That's true. That is true. If if, if German music's going to be more like that, they should have probably won the war. Let's exactly. be honest, though, right? You like you say, <laughs> separate the art from the artist. How many of us still listen to Michael Jackson? Yeah, we probably do. Don't we? Exactly. I still fucking and, rock out uh, to beat I, it. I can separate. I can separate. It's fine. I watched like half of the R. Kelly hip hopera the other day <laughs> and really go. enjoyed it, despite knowing his shady past and reputation. Yeah, it is a weird thing that she would be listening to that kind of, that old music anyway, but it's it's a bonus for something like yeah. TikTok or social media is that it can expose you to things. In a weird way, it can expose you to things positively. Like yeah. this, you know, she's expanding her musical horizons, but also it, it doesn't capture the full picture of what it's showing to you. <laughs> and I think that's a lesson she's learned from this. Blossom and I always have this similar reaction. Like, um, We've got our own little Spotify playlist that we play in the car when we're driving long distances and everything. Yeah. And we've got a couple of songs on there by um, Lost Prophets. And like, Dude, that's rough. They're, song, mm, they're, they're really good songs, rough. but every time they come on, we look at each other as like, we really should delete this off our playlist. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's a good song. So like you said, it's about separating the art from the artist, but it's yeah. very, very hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah you can tough. get away with that with Gary Glitter, though. <laughs> you know, Gary Glitter came on your Spotify play. If Gary Glitter even was on Spotify, which I'd be very surprised at. Dude, I swear to God, I thought that's what you were going to say. I'll be honest. I <laughs> thought you were going to say it was just a song that came on. And she didn't know who it is because obviously that's way past the time. And she said, oh, it's this Gary Glitter person. I thought that, I swear to God, I thought that's what you were going to say. But your answer yeah. was so much better. So much better and funnier. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is absolutely Holy amazing. Can I also say, uh, let's let's all complain to Spotify, but Gary Glitter is on Spotify. Spotify. Oh, shit. <laughs> with nearly 800,000 monthly listeners. Uh, what? I oh, know. <laughs> actually, why am I, the- I'm not, why am I surprised? I'm, why, why am I surprised? Uh. I shouldn't. Mr. Glit has made lots of uh, alternative accounts on Spotify. I guess so. he's got eight hundred thousand yeah. Cambodian accounts. <laughs> Spotify is massive in Southeast Asia. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Right. So okay, there's a link to politics then. Right. So Georgia okay. is a, Georgia is a member of the school parliament. So her and one of her friends get to sit in on team meetings over Zoom with other schools and local councillors, which is which is a really good idea, I think, for, for schools to do that, get the kids involved. So she's had a couple of meetings and so I said, oh, how, you know, how have the meetings got, you know, when, when we spoke about them when they've happened, have the meetings gone? And she said, oh yeah, they've been fine. You know, we just talk about what we'd like to see sometimes around the school or ideas to improve the school or even schools in the area. Like we share ideas between each other, that kind of thing. So she came on the other day after having a meeting and she said, oh, my God, it was the best parliament meeting ever. And I said, why? And she said, because we got milk and we got cookies and we got brownies. Nice. And I was thinking, <laughs> this is where it starts with politicians, isn't it? Getting the fucking, yeah. getting the little grubby hands into all the freebies early doors. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why? They, don't be giving them stuff straight away like this. Because it's making them seem like you get extra bonus rewards for being in parliament. And it all makes sense now. I bet Boris Johnson got the same when he was a kid. He's like on the little school council there. We'd like some extra biscuits, yeah. Boris. Oh, I get extra biscuits. Why? Just because I'm in school <laughs> parliament. That's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, George is now on the uh, on the on the rocky road to uh, cash for questions. I guess that's it. Did Next you declare it though? <laughs> I'll have to tell her, yeah. You need to declare it, George. You'll have to go to uh, whatever the fucking what do they call it? Where do you declare it to? They call it something, don't they? Oh, that's really going on to me. Declarations officer, it's I guess, some, yeah, or it's an ombudsman. Like that. Yeah, there's like an ombudsman. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is the ombudsman or something like that, or an yeah. ombudsman. But you got to declare it somewhere. Yeah, I'm hoping she declared some, some those little like brownies. Nine year old at a school, <laughs> like the proper ombudsman outfit, <laughs> which I assume it has one of those like sashes that just says ombudsman. Ombudsman on what, it, like, like the Miss Texas or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tiara. 
ombudsman. Tiara, I'm the Tiara ombudsman. What are you declaring? Yeah. Ooh, cookies. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god. All right, I, I do have to say something else as well. This is kind of I, bring the tone down a little bit, but okay. We were talking like because again we like you know we talk about kids on here and that's kind of the point of the show. But me and George were talking last night and we were watching Sips play because he started a new Minecraft server on with the update. So we're ah, watching yeah. we're watching Sips uh, VOD and somebody donated and wrote a really nice message uh, because both their parents had been ill and they'd struggled and but they said that watching Sips had kind of chilled them out and helped them kind of get through it. So George said, "Oh, I missed what the donation person said." I said, "Oh well." They said that their mum and dad had cancer this year. And she just kind of went, oh, like that. So I kind of chuckled and went, oh, why? You're not really like big on sympathy, are you? And she said, how, she said well, how do you mean? And I said, well, so when we had, a, we had a talk about empathy and sympathy. And I was trying to gauge where her level is. Because we mm. all do this, right? We all have friends. If something bad happened to them, you feel bad. So if so, yeah. like you know, if one of you guys was in tears over something, I'd be devastated for you because it was make because it must be something terrible to make you guys cry or any any of my friends. But then there are people I know that if they were upset, I'd have to fake being sad because I'm not okay. Like we're kind of acquaintances. I know you, but we're not great friends or anything. Yeah, it sucks for you, but it doesn't really affect me because we don't have that connection. Yeah. So I was just saying to Georgia. I was trying to gauge at what level of, not even friends she has, that people she knows. So I was going like, okay, so like Nana and Fampy or Grandpa Pete and Jude or like Adam or Benny or Rick. or And I was kind of going down like a list of people she knows. And we kind of got to the conclusion of, oh yeah, so it would depend who it is and it would depend what it was. So yeah. I said, I said, okay. I said, what if one of your friends broke their leg? She said, oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be terrible. I'd be so sad. I'd be really sad. I'm like, oh, like, I'm thinking, thank God. Like that's the answer, Jesus. So I said, what if I broke my leg? She literally laughed her head off. She couldn't even <laughs> stop laughing. And I said, Georgia, why was your, no, no words, no words. The second I got the G of broke my leg, she just burst out laughing. I said, George, you know, and again, this is the dad job, isn't it? To be the fool of, that we are the fools. That's our job kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So then I was talking about you guys. So I was talking, so I said, okay, so what if something happened to Adam, Benny or Rick? And she said, well, she said, it, would, it would depend what it was. She said, but yeah, I, I would feel sad for them because I like them. And I said, okay, okay, that's good, that's good. And I thought that was the end of the conversation. And then she just burst into tears. And I said, oh my God. I said, what's, what's wrong, what's wrong? She said, oh, I, was, she said, I, I can't stop thinking about Sven now. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and it was so, it, it literally came out of nowhere because we never talk about, well, we do talk about him now and again, but she's never, aside from the first time I told her that he died, that was the only time she'd ever cried about about Sven. Yeah. And, we, and it just came out of nowhere. And I said, why were you thinking about him? And she said, oh, shit, I don't know. She said, I just, you know, after she calmed down, she said, but it was full on, like, you know, I'm guessing like Daisy, like you said, Daisy, like just full on, like, you know, and little girls are just wailing. And I said, why, why, did, why were you doing that? She said, I don't know. She said, I just, I don't know. I just thought about him in that few seconds and it just made me, oh God, it's so terrible. And we had a chat and everything, and, you know, I calmed her down and explained everything again and she seemed fine, but you never know, do you, when like, it's like in the back nah. of your kids' minds, there are those things that just sit there and, you, and it can be, and it, we weren't even talking about him, it was just nothing, you know, and you never know what's going to trigger it. It just kind of got me to thinking of that kind of, you spend all of your time with your kids, especially up to the age of them sort of being teenagers before they start to go out and do their own thing or, you know, whenever they're with you, they are just with you all the time. But you still yeah. don't know every little thing that goes on inside their brain, do you, that, you know, can sometimes trigger them for anything. And I, was, I just found it kind God, of perplexing yeah. and, I don't know, not weird. It, it was kind of a realisation to me. Like, oh yeah, she has her own thoughts and sometimes these things really do bother her. And, but she never mentions it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of made me think, oh yeah. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about it because, you know, you just have to be there at the end when when they're sad, and you just have to, you know, it's like you said, it's comforting and trying to talk to them and make them understand and all that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah it was really weird. Oh, bless her. I know. I suppose. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, I mean, that happens happens to me as well. Yeah, (laughs) I think about what happened, and suddenly I get really upset. And to be fair to Georgia, you know, she was however old she was when Sven died, and she worshipped him. Like every time we come to see her, like she, you couldn't get them, you couldn't separate those two. So of course she'd be upset. It just, but just because it came out of nowhere, that was all. You know, yeah. I, I didn't even mention his name or anything. It was just, and then it was just now, like, okay, oh, wow, okay, you're really upset. Something, something very just quickly, triggers you know. it, it happened. It's true. It's nice to know that, you know, she'd still think of us that way, though. You know, it, it it's, it's weird, but it's nice that there's someone out there who might be upset if something bad happened to you, even if that person's a child. Because it just shows that, oh, you know what, we, we've had a positive effect on her. You're right. Uh, right, that which, is nice. which fr- from my point of view, that that's quite nice on a child because it's like, oh, that's like a developmental thing, you know. Mm. Me, an old man, has actually made that child think about you in a positive way. That actually gives me a nice little, nice little warm glow in my heart. And if either of you broke your legs, I would laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is the Sean Freuder of it, isn't it? You you can't help but laugh. When it is your loved one getting hurt, as as I've experienced several times with my exes, like falling downstairs or slipping on balconies, all I get is people laughing, <laughs> and it's like I I'm in terrible pain and I still feel that pain to this day, twenty years later. But thanks for <laughs> laughing every time I complain about it. <laughs> I have to. I'll I'll wait a couple of seconds just in case it's bad. And then as soon as if Sarah then goes, oh, f- motherfucker, then I'll laugh. Then I know yeah. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if she fell down the stairs and was motionless, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, I'd have to go. Yeah, that oh, can, that can be good because if they then swear at you, you can just go, excellent. My, my test for your responses has worked. <laughs> I know it's not serious. <laughs> you failed the falling down the stairs test. Must do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they used to smack your leg with a little hammer, and now they just uh, laugh at you. Yeah, yeah it's true. You. It's true. Yeah, yeah you're still conscious. <laughs> I think, yeah, laughing at us is the mental smack in the leg with the hammer, because then you have to see yeah. how you react. <laughs> Proper ups and downs of parenting this week, boys, hasn't there? And like oh, life stuff. Yeah. Proper ups. Definitely, and downs. definitely. That's how it is, though. That's how it is. Benny, again, we keep saying this. This is, it's all in your future, mate. It's all in your future. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But it is um, in Daisy's defence, um, Peppa Pig is better than Harry Potter, so she was right to wear a Peppa Pig top. Because <laughs> Harry, Potter, right, Harry yeah. Potter doesn't have Brian Blessed in it. Exactly, yeah. Fucking balls to Harry Potter. That's There's only one watch. good Harry Potter film. There's lots of good episodes of Peppa Pig. Yeah, I would genuinely, yeah, genuinely yeah. much rather watch Peppa Pig than Harry Potter all day. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad of the change. I'm glad of the change. True, yeah, true. I've not had it she's for a few still years. only stuck on the first two films. We're not letting her watch any of the older ones because they they very quickly after the first two films start getting spooky. Yeah, they like, do. Yeah, I don't want to deal with all that bullshit of like having to explain what dementors are. Oh I'm yeah, going, dementors. No, they're, they're not really in your wardrobe, Daisy. You're six. Bloody hell! <laughs> but I suppose what is nice is her mum's reading the books to her, and it's nice that she's having proper books read to her instead of just picture books. So I, th- I think that's working out well. That's really Although cool. she's now making me read a very old copy of the Magic Faraway Tree, uh, which she's already her mum has already read to her, which is a new version of the Magic Faraway Tree, and uh, that's one of the old Enid Blyton books where it's all like, oh, what ho chums? My my mother sent me down here to from the big city to live with you in the countryside. Yeah. Show lashings me magic. Of ging- lashings of ginger beer. Yeah, and I've got the old version where the kids have certain names that have been changed in the new version and also may have more racist stuff, which Ina Blyton was big on. And uh, having to constantly refer to how Dick and Fanny are very joyous (laughs) and having lots of fun together is not an adventure I'm wanting to partake on. (laughs) So you've changed their names to, like, Tyrone and... Mary, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. They have been changed. Dick and Fanny are not Dick and Fanny in the newer versions of the Magic Faraway Tree. They're, well, they're called Fran- Franny and something else. Probably like Neville. I don't know. <laughs> it should be Richard. Richard and Franny. Yeah, yeah, Richard. Richard yeah. and Franny. 
Richard and Fran. It's not too bad, yeah. I suppose. All right. Adam, a question. I'm outraged by this. They've, they've raped my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say, right? When they bring out something that's, that ruins what you liked when you were a kid. Yeah. How, I've yeah, been saving these marmalade tins up for years, and you're telling me I can't buy a racial stereotype in a form of a stuffed toy anymore? <laughs> What's this country coming to? Better vote Tory <laughs> again. Been, That'll yeah. sort it out. That'll sort it out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> right. We, we've got one that's very on point. Uh, very, very topical in the zeitgeist, as, as you will. Uh, should I get a PlayStation 5 or a piano for my son as a Christmas gift? He wants the PS5, but I'm worried. Doesn't explain what he's worried about. And I would prefer that he learns a musical skill. Get him a PS5, get Guitar Hero sorted. Yeah, oh, next question. Problem solved. Oh, what that wrapped up. Nicely. Get a PS5, like, get Piano Hero. There you go. Piano <laughs> get, get a PS5. Yeah. Or as well, I, I, don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you get it anymore. There was a game called um, Rocksmith where you could um, plug your uh, plug an actual guitar into. Oh, your, yes. Uh, at yes. that time for me, it was an Xbox 360, and then you could learn guitar that way. I had that. that I learned how to play a few yeah. songs that way, but once again, um, being a a child of the the nineties, where like nothing holds my attention for very long, I got off. Quite <laughs> I but think yeah. I, I, on your point, which I think you were going to say, Dan, is can can they do a custom controller that is actually a piano keyboard, but that operates <laughs> their playthrough of Demon Souls on the PS Five? <laughs> that would be amazing. And then they could also that. Twitch stream it. Yeah, they do. Like, uh, I've completed Dark Souls 3 on, like, a Tamagotchi as a controller. <laughs> What's I, me? I always like complete we're, Demon Souls with a barcode battler. <laughs> we're going completely barcode off like, the subject of the question now, but every year, like, at Evo, which is the big fighting games tournament, there's always a guy that enters one of the tournaments with, like, a steering wheel and pedals, like, playing Street Fighter. <laughs> It's always the best thing on the on the tournament by by far. Yeah. That is amazing. All right, I would. I think this person is slightly out of touch because I think mm-hmm. that there is still too much negative connotation over video games. Yeah, but if they want their child to learn a musical instrument, you can't force it. Like we've said before, you can't because the kid will probably just end up resenting it and not wanting yeah. to do it anyway. If you've got the money, get both. And then it's a simple case of if you do an hour's worth on the piano, you can have an hour's worth on the PS5. Yeah. So you can have mixing them or maybe get them something cheaper, like a keyboard or something. Joking a aside. piano is probably easier to get hold of than a PS5, to be fair. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially and really, cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> and cheaper, yeah, probably. Yeah, what they should do is get the budget. Say they've got enough for one or the other. What they do is they get a keyboard with half the money and a PS3 with the other half of the money, see which one the kid's better at, and then fully invest next year in the appropriate one. Because you may spend like £600 on a piano, and your kid is shit at playing the piano, and just doesn't get it. They've got fat fingers, or they're all thumbs, and just can't do it. But they might be absolutely amazing at PlayStation. And then you just get them a, a Twitch set up, get the donations rolling in, and there you go. You've got the money for a different type of musical instrument. So you can get electric... I've just checked. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can get electronic pianos for around uh, 350 quid. Oh, there you go. Cheaper than a PS5. Cheaper than a PS5. Yeah. Maybe... Oh, here's what you do. It's classic... Well, <laughs> I say classic. It's classic bribery with children. <laughs> get them the electronic piano. If you get really really good at this in the next couple of months i'll get your ps5 simple oh my god oh that is right you get to this grade by the end of the academic year ps5 that that is such a good idea well done there we go you could the alternate the alternate to that is you get in the ps5 with guitar hero and you say if you can five star and through fire (laughs) and the flames yeah i'll buy you an actual guitar yes (laughs) 
Yeah, if you can complete Demon Souls on the hardest level with a gear st- with a steering wheel and some pedals, I'll get you the most expensive yeah. piano I can find. Yeah, <laughs> just reverse it, reverse psychology. Yeah. I'm sure that works. <laughs> All right, we got there. Good stuff. Okie dokie. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Anything else from you, boys? Nope. Happy Christmas. If uh, we don't speak to you before, we love you. Have a good one. We'll probably get one more in. I just want to give a shout out to Adam and his son Daniel for a very entertaining tri- Twitch stream playing um, No uh, oh. Way Out. A Way Out? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. A yes, Way yes, Out. That's a whole yes, thing good. we can it talk was about. Really, really fun to watch. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, we, we'll talk about that next time then. We'll talk about it because, yeah, we, we are kind of doing joint father son video game playing on, on Twitch. And it's an absolute blast because he's a vicious bastard, <laughs> my son is, who doesn't <laughs> yeah, kill he is. everyone. Jesus. It's great. <laughs> All right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. Love you lots. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. Au revoir. <laughs>